Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Grant and Danny on the fan. Got to welcome in our Richmond audience for the first time today. They'll be with us for the next three hours. We're taking you up to 6.30 tonight. On your flagship home for the Caps and the Nats in and around D.C., the Mothership 106.7, the fan. Danny, just by looking at you, I would say that maybe your arms are chilly, but your your core is warm. No, what happens when you've got a vest on, and the vest weather is the best weather because it's perfect outside the day, your core warmth stretches to your extremities at the exact right amount. So long sleeves would be too hot in this room temperature room. The core warmth gives you just the right amount of exuded heat to go into your arms and legs. It's perfect. Again, vest is best. I don't think I've ever worn a vest jacket in the way that you're wearing a jacket right now with a zipper and everything. Mm -hmm. I've definitely worn a sweater vest as a kid. My mom would buy me sweater vests, which is hilarious to think about. Isn't that funny? It's so funny. So I would wear a sweater Like Shane McMahon coming into the ring? No chance. I was the Mean Street Posse, right? I would just come running down to the ring in my sweater vest with a collar coming out. So I've done that, and I wore vests when I would dress up. True story. Kind of funny and ironic now that he's hosting in middays, Brian Mitchell. But B. Mitch, in 1999, my first year, look at what I'm going to do here. Yep. Air quotes, covering... The Redskins. Why didn't you make any air quotes? Because you were covering the Redskins? No, I made air quotes oh. because I say covering the Redskins. I was 10. You were on the beat. I was wearing a Redskins hat, and I was interviewing players for local Channel 9 and going to... This is a word you're not going to be familiar with here. Uh-huh. Their playoff game? They had a playoff game. Now, that's after the season? When the season yep. ends, you um, this like for the regular part of the year, the better teams get to then keep playing after that. They have more games. Well, it can be eliminated? And the Redskins that year in 1999 uh-huh, uh-huh. got to play in a playoff game at home, by God. At home. At FedEx Field in front of a packed almost 90,000. Uh-huh. These these people were enthusiastic? Very excited. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They won the football game. They did. The Beat only Detroit. playoff win they've ever had at FedEx Field in front of 90,000. And then they went to Tampa Bay. So Channel 9 flew me down there. So when I was going down to Tampa Bay to cover, again, air quotes, this big game, I was going to do some interviews. Ended up being on the field before the game, talking to Daryl Green and a bunch of people. I needed a dressy outfit, okay? Okay. I needed to get dolled up. Mm -hmm. And I I just had this infatuation. Again, I'm 10 years old. I'm in the locker room. I'm around these players. And I had this infatuation with how dressed up some of the guys would get leaving the locker room. Like, look good, play good kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the best-dressed player on the team was named Brian Mitchell. Was Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell 
would dress to the nines. And he always smelled amazing. He had the best cologne. He still does. Great cologne. And I would interview him every week. He was one of the best interviews, one of the nicest guys to me. So I'd go up to him, I'd interview him. And he would he always wore a vest, okay? Like a dressy vest mm-hmm. with a slick dressy shirt underneath. True story. I went out. I would say to a, like a super classy joint, but I, I think I went to like Kohl's probably. Right. Right? Yeah, a super classy joint. I got a vest and like the sleekest, slickest, I don't even know what it would have been made of. Like you could slide across a bowling alley. Yeah, like that glossy fabric. So glossy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got this loud, like embarrassing, if if Kyle Kuzma wore this outfit into the arena tonight, they'd make a bobblehead about it uh-huh. a couple years from now. That kind of, it would be all over Twitter. This is what Grant wore today. <laughs> Look I at his fit. This shirt like that. I don't mm-hmm. know who or why this was allowed to happen or why my parents didn't say you're not doing that. And then this vest. And I wore it to Tampa Bay. Amazing. And I still remember I was at the team hotel when the bus pulled up and the guys were getting off. And me and B. Mitch were wearing almost the exact same thing. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> the best. And we had a picture side by side, my vest and his shirt, just dressed to the nines. It was a 10 out of That's 10. That's fantastic. Uh, wh- why did I tell you that story? Vests. Oh, you're wearing a vest. Yep. Yeah. You wear vests a lot. I, I just, love them. I can't get into the vest game. I just... You're you're tempered differently, mm-hmm. ultimately than than I am. Not like the junkies who you know a couple of those guys are reptiles. A drab T-shirt is from an actual desert. I, I, think. I am convinced that EB doesn't have a house. He just is in one big kind of glass case where there's heat rocks that he lays. He breathes on. by sticking his tongue out. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's got like his when he he says like I'm going home to have a drink. He just means he's putting his tongue on one of those little water bottles that has yeah. a ball at the end. Those metallic balls, so you get a little drop of water in your mouth. It, like, it, but when he says home, he means habitat. I, I just imagine <laughs> when he leaves this building, he turns into a lizard. That's, That's my thought. He's a salamander. Uh, but for me, I'm always like different than everyone else temperature-wise. Like when it's people are like, it's cold. I'm like, no, it's not. It's very nice. So the vest is so versatile. Like let em, Embrace the vest. Let it happen. Let the vest happen to you. You you're a fashion forward guy. You 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 try and do more things than I do. I kind of stay in my lane a little bit. This one's more for comfort. I mean, I'm wearing sweats with with my vest. But you but you dress down and dress up the vest however you want to. Yeah, you could wear that. Th- vest this with. one's versatile. We got it when we were professional models. Remember when we were professional models? How could I? We forget? were so skinny. We were the best models I think this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, we we pushed a lot of merch. We took so many pictures. Remember the pic- they they made us like walk out of the store and take pictures with like a neutral backdrop. Look like an, an album cover. Yeah. For like a really questionable band. So the Athletic gets credit for this report. I'm reading from Pro Football Talk here, but this was an Athletic report. Our guy Ben Standig, I think he and one or two of their other reporters had this. But on Friday, they had the story that Josh Harris, who already owns two sports franchises, he's the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils here uh, on the East Coast. He recently toured the commander's facility. The Washington Post has confirmed the report, adding that at least one other unnamed prospective buyer has also been to the facility to tour Ashburn, which in and of itself to me is pretty amazing. Now, I know a lot of people believe right now that they will think that the team's being sold when it happens. They're in the mode of when the keys are handed over and the deed is signed, I'll believe Dan Snyder selling the commanders. But the fact that you actually are moving along in the process to the point where Josh Harris and at least one other prospective owner are touring the facility is not nothing. It's noteworthy. It absolutely is. I mean, if someone's point, walking through your yeah. home that, that wants to buy it, 
I would say that that is a good sign that the, the house has a chance to move, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to, but if no one's been there to look at it, or multiple people have, and I want to sell the house, I'll take the multiple people who have been in here looking at it. Precisely. Yeah. Again, all we're we're all starved for data points here, right? Again, this this we we are in sports mode normally. This is not your regular run-of-the-mill sports-type story where they've conducted interviews with seven offensive coordinators and who do you like and whose system is the best. This is a business thing where, you know, billions in financing and, uh, you know, minority ownership and cash injections and, and asset allocation and a bunch of stuff that is just above my pay grade. And we're not used to this. We're not used to, to covering these sorts of things. So we're all basically just at the whims of whoever wants to get their word out. Right. So initially, you saw a couple different stories here and there where, whether it's Bank of America, representatives of Snyder, whomever, are going, they might go for $7 billion. Yeah, I heard $7 billion. Everything's going great. Now you hear from others where it's, nah, it's not going that great. There's not that much interest. Each story that's coming out, because we're all starved for information, nobody's lying, but it benefits a different person. Right. That's kind of how I see this. So Rick Snyder was great talking about this because you know, he had such a great memory of uh, of the sale and how it went back in 99. And he's seen other transactions as well. He was he's right on about this where there's going to be a lot of noise. The truth is somewhere in the middle. We're all sifting through kind of the rubble and, and little tiny you know notes of information that are going to come out here. Yeah, I guess that's what I wonder is whether or not you guys listening and whether or not fans of this team are reacting with every story at this point or with every report or leak. In other words, I like the word you used is noise. A story that says Dan Snyder is selling before the start of the league year came out last week. We actually had the reporter on. Uh There has since been a story in the New York Post that says efforts to sell the team are not going well. The guy that we had on last week who said that the thing's going to sell before the middle of March also said that the league expects Jeff Bezos to get in and to bid. The New York Post report that came out over the weekend said some NFL insiders are hoping Bezos will deliver a game-saving play. Very, very different. Yep. For one reporter saying his sources are telling him Bezos is expected to bid on the team, another is not only saying that the league is hoping he bids on the team, but also that it would be a game-saving play. That is, if you want the team sold by Dan Snyder, scary word choice there. That vernacular is petrifying. That it would take a game-saving play because, according to the New York Post, efforts to sell the Commanders are not going well. We have been warned that this is how this was going to go by a lot of people who have covered sales before, including, notably, our own Rick Snyder of the FanDC.com, columnist for our station who comes on our show and goes on the Blitz a lot. In fact, months ago, he said, before this ends up being done and the team gets sold, there's going to be a lot of stories saying it's going to happen, then a lot of stories that say it's not going to happen. There's going to be a lot of people shouting and saying that they're talking to folks. People shouldn't take their eye off the ball, essentially, to paraphrase what he said. And I just kind of wonder, we can open up the phones, MGM National Harbor listener lines for you guys at 800-636-1067. How reactionary you're being with each of these reports or updates. Because I can tell you that while I'd love to sit here and say, I'm unwavering. Mm -hmm. Leo DiCaprio in Departed, my hand never shakes. I notice everything. 
And it is hard not to allow it to affect how you feel. You know, when you hear Josh Harris is at the facility walking around and looking at things, that makes you feel pretty good. It's an important point, yeah. When you see in the New York Post efforts to sell the team are not going well and Bezos would need to deliver a game-saving play, that makes you feel pretty bad. And then I remind myself, just like the guy who came on our show and reported last week that this is a done deal and it's going to happen before March, I was very skeptical about that and, and, and thought, eh, let's wait and see what he says on the air. And then he, he didn't go hard in the paint enough for me to feel real good about it. This New York Post story, I can equally dismiss on the other side and say, wait, one report from one person who's talking to a source is telling them that, they, that, that it's not going great. As you said, everyone's trying to get word out there that benefits them. Yes. So th- this is really a sorting Challenge. Yeah, to me, the the truth is somewhere in between any and all of these stories. We're looking for common data points, right? We're looking for, um, you know, sort of something to hang our our hat on when it comes to this. The only thing that I've been arguing against, and I, I, I try to keep anchoring to this point, I do believe there will be a sale. If I had to bet, that's what I would bet on. The thing that I'm arguing against is the, that's done, it's over, he's out of here, it's gone, forget it, easy, simple, rubber stamp it. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's all I've been saying is that we need to slow down. It's not done until it's done. And we're not close to that. I really, I really don't believe. Now, if if you know JP Finley, for example, has said, Yeah, I've heard they want it wrapped up by the owners' meetings. Something that he's heard. I don't doubt that he's heard that. If that's but, but the case, say I'll say quick, that I'm wrong. Wanting it wrapped up is not the same. Uh, I'm right. not talking specifically about JP's report, but, right. but the word choice used in a lot of this sometimes is the league thinks or uh the 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 league prefers or, you know, ideally it will be over. Yeah. No one has come out and said, without any hedging, this sale will take place yeah. before the start of the league year. The closest thing we have to that is the guy we had on the show last week. From- Charles Gasparino. Thank you. Charles Gasparino of Fox Business News, who basically reported, it was the first person to say this, mm-hmm. the sale will happen by the start of the league year and that Bezos is expected to get in still. Those were massive developments. Now, I will say that when we had him on, he did not speak in the same definitive terms, and right. it made me think less of the overall report, frankly. Uh, that that Or not in the legitimacy that he heard that, but just in... The definitive nature. Yeah, the, 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 like I, I saw that and I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. And then I talked to him and I said, this is not it. Maybe he's got a little something brewing. Maybe he's talked to somebody. Yeah, I'm sure he's talked to somebody. But This is not the smoking gun. Precisely. And we still have not had a single person come out and say, for all of the things I've heard, by the way, if I had a dollar for every, and I, I'm not, if, if you're one of the people who's hit me up and told me this, I'm not belittling it, okay? I, I enjoy these, so keep them coming if, if you got them. But for every dollar I have of some person who, you know, oh, Tanya gave away her shoes to my friend because she sold all the shoes from her closet because they're moving to London. Oh, Jerry's no longer at uh, uh, Appalachian State. He left school because he's going to go run a company for his dad. Oh, th- I-, I have heard so many of these, but th- there has not yet been a single person that says, absolutely, Dan Snyder is selling. The question now is to who and for how much money. It just hasn't been reported yet. Right. Because, again, it's, it's just a different style of transaction. It's different than a hiring or a trade or a draft pick or otherwise, right? And again, we're, we're sort of flying blind here, and we're at the mercy of people who who control the narrative instead of what is. So, I also want to say this yeah. about the tour that Josh Harris took. 
There is not a single prospective owner that will go into that facility who owns other teams and not be stunned with how bad it is. Yeah, it's unacceptable. That facility, it, it really is amazing. And it's no one person's fault. I want to say this. I guess maybe Dan Snyder. I think it's Dan's personally. Uh, but. That's probably fair. I mean, if he just wanted to spend the money. But in the same way that FedEx Field has kind of fallen apart and gotten worse and worse and worse because they think they're getting a new stadium, you say the same about the park. Uh-huh. They think they're going to train at the new stadium or with the new stadium, depending on where it is, you need to have your facility nearby. So they're not trying to fix or fix is the wrong word, build a new facility. I couldn't believe the couple of other times when I was on the beat or working and for whatever reason had to go visit a player or do something at another facility, the difference mm-hmm. between Redskins Park, now Commander's, whatever they call it, uh, spaceship. HQ. And I mean Seattle, yeah. right there nestled on the water or, or the Ravens up the road. I mean, it is night and day. And I, I will say, they have made major strides. They've done a lot of things since... 2010, when I was on my first year on the beat, and, and the, the the cafeteria and the the gym, the and bubble for goodness sakes, everything that they've added. Yeah, has Joe been Gibbs great. was was went to an airport hangar or a Gold's gym for to, for indoor practice when it rained. I promise you, though, Josh Harris owns the Devils and he owns the Sixers. I just can't imagine someone walking through there and not thinking, "What a low rent." Facility, this is so. Here's and that's where I was. It, I'm glad you brought it's that up. It's worse than every college facility. These guys get drafted from I right, bet. and that's why I wanted to bring this up. That's why I actually tend to believe a little bit of the. Yeah, I'm not so sure about seven billion. I'm not so sure that everybody's lining up to, to do this one because I think this is a classic case of Dan Snyder maybe overvaluing it because he wants to win in, in some kind of capacity. Anybody coming in to buy this thing, a distressed asset, because that's kind of what it is, right? It's a a fan base that's been all but driven away. The worst facilities in the sport, both in Ashburn and then uh, out at FedEx Field. Not a great relationship with anybody locally at, at this point. No brand equity with uh, the new stupid name and Major Tutty and whatever else the, the the crap is. Nobody likes anything that they do, right? Any tweets like, hey, we helped this person today. Shut up, fire Rivera, whatever, right? Someone coming in isn't going to go, well, now I should probably be paid the most that anybody's ever paid for something and then have to spend my own money on top of that get another big loan and some financing just to try to build the stadium and do advocacy work and, and everything else, I'm years away from being able to reap the benefits of this thing to really rebuild this fan base. It is a sleeping giant. It's worth buying. Don't get me wrong. But someone's going to come in and go, I got to spend seven and then another three, and who knows how. That's that's not a bargain anymore. A distressed asset is when a million-dollar house goes for 600000 and you could put $200,000 worth of work in. That's not what, but, what's but happening that's here. that's why I think the $7 billion's always been tied to Bezos for the most part. And if it wasn't Bezos getting it, it was Bezos like driving up the bidding. Making that happen. I, I think if you would have told people at one point, like six months ago, and this is hypothetical because we have no idea, I think mm-hmm. Bezos could still get in. But let's say Bezos doesn't. Yep. I don't think people would have thought it was going to get to $7 billion. I think that was always tied to the fact that the expectation from everybody, based on all the tea leaves, was that Bezos at worst would be a bidder and at best for him would buy the team. Uh, the, the Broncos, as an example, sold for $4.6 billion. Uh-huh. I think it was four point six five. So the over-under for what the next team's being sold for should be set at five point five or whatever. Like I, I'm not knocking you, but to say I don't think he'll get to $7 billion, well, no kidding. I mean, I I think that if if this is a, a betting number, it's like minus two ten that they don't get seven billion. Well, so the next it's point, a heavy favorite well, to not get seven billion. But the next point beyond the seven billion number is 
it makes sense to me that once people looked at all these this bits of information, the Todd Bowley corollary, right? Once people got in here and saw, and they went, this actually isn't that great of a buy. This, yeah, I disagree with that. And that's why there's only two left. So that makes sense to me, I guess is my point. Okay. Yeah, and I, I would disagree. I don't think anybody's dropping because they think the park is ugly. Or because, you know, they don't like FedEx Field or whatever. That's exactly why. Because they realize this is more money they'd have to spend once they buy this overpriced asset that they'd have to do a ton of work to just to get it back to okay. They're building a new stadium, which is where the facility is going to be anyway. With their money. Right. But you knew that coming in if you're buying the team. I think people are dropping probably because the price is something that they can't pay. How many people are – look at the Broncos. It was the same kind of deal. That This is what happens in these ownership things, right? Ted Lerner tried to buy the, the the Redskins when Dan Snyder did. People start, it's at seven people are bidding, and then three, and then two, and you, you get outpriced. Uh, I, I, that's my guess as, as to what's happening. But it would be silly if you're spending that much money to, to like be upset that the facility is in bad shape, I, I would think. Because, again, it's it's all going to be at the new stadium that you have to build anyway. But my big question is, does Dan Snyder actually have a number that he has to get? Because that was a report recently, too. If we're talking about all these reports, mm-hmm. who had that? Was that A.J. Perez who we had on? I think so, yeah. Because so, Albert Breer initially said that, right. and then A.J. Perez had something so, similar. A.J. Perez said this past week that Dan Snyder would hold out to get to $7 billion, and that it basically if he can't get $7 billion, it'd be a big problem for the league. Without saying it, Dan would keep the team. Because the league, supposedly, according to what Perez was saying, told Dan he could get upwards or close to $7 billion. I don't necessarily think that's the case. If it is, that could be a real problem, though, Mm -hmm. for his sale, right? If I had to guess right now, this is obviously me guessing, I think he'd sell the team for 6.3 to whoever the high bidder is right now. I think it's over. I think he wants out. He stops coming to games. It's not the Redskins anymore. It's the Commanders, whatever that means. I just... I think they're moving to London. I think he's going to go set up shop somewhere else and try to get a soccer team. Like That's my guess, speculating just based on all the stuff that's happened in the last year. I don't know anything, obviously. But if that's reality and he's waiting to get his $7 billion offer, it may not be coming. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the New York Post report that we're talking about, where they say this thing isn't going well, they may need Bezos to throw a Hail Mary, that's probably where this comes from, feeding out of the same trough. But the question for you guys, we'll hit the phones on this next on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines at 800-636-1067. Do you see these not-so-fast stories, I'll call them, where you hear that the sale's not going great or that Dan might want seven bill, and do they make you nervous? Or do you see them and it's just noise like the other side when someone's saying it's about to sell, they cancel each other out? Is your confidence that he's going to sell greater, the same, or less than it was, say, a few months ago? 800-636-1067 on G&D on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's what all my sources are saying. But, you know, listen, as somebody, just a word of caution here, as somebody that is covered me a million deals and a million of, and, a, and a good pro- proportion of those deals even at, like when they're in the final you know the final sort of throws of signing the papers if they don't happen just remember it's not a deal until you see the paperwork that was the voice of charles gasparino of fox business news when he joined us last week right here on grant and danny he reported that dan snyder was going to be selling he said by the start of the league year, which, by the way, is one month away from tomorrow. So that's going to happen Giddy quickly. Up. If it's happening, it's, it's going down pretty soon. If the timeline that a lot of people have been suggesting and speculating on is going to come to fruition. The question for you guys, 800-636-1067. Do these not-so-fast stories make you nervous? Yeah, they do. I, I mean, if there were none of these, if there were no data points, and this was all full speed ahead, and you'd hear those anecdotes from you know your 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 cousins, former neighbors, roommates, sisters, brothers, great grandfather that used to do their lawn care that doesn't anymore because they canceled the contract and no one's home. You'd add all those things up and you go, this is a done deal. But there's enough out there to give folks like me that are, are kind of a little bit more cautious, going, this is an irrational actor who doesn't feel the feel things the way you and I would, who doesn't feel the shame and embarrassment and regret and remorse and isn't aware of the innumerable amounts of pain that he's caused. He thinks it's your fault, regular person. He thinks he's better than you. He doesn't believe the the things the, the way everyone else does in terms of how he perceives reality. He thinks this whole thing is a game and it's a competition that he's going to win. He could just make up arbitrary rules and say, if I don't get $7 billion, I ain't selling. He could do that. He, he, he has all the cards. So those do make me nervous a little bit. Again, it's not enough to necessarily change my opinion that ultimately this will happen, but I've, I'm I'm – all I've exercised so far is caution, and that's kind of been my argument. Yeah, so <clears throat> I have the same opinion I always have, which is that he's selling this offseason. And while, like you, it gives me a little pause, and I would say I feel some nerves based on some of the reports, uh, I'm kind of where I started on this. I just think there's too much smoke for there not to be some flame somewhere. I think the NFL is, is involved, and I think they're – going to do everything they can to make sure he's not the owner of this team. They got him on the ropes. So they're, they're not going to stop swinging by, by any means necessary here. And I, I also, I know I'm putting a lot of weight and a lot of stock 
into him not going to the games at the end of the year. But I have noticed a sea change in my opinion in seemingly how invested he is in this outfit and how much time he's spending not in the United States and how much is going on over in London and where his jets are always now. And he says he lives there at least part-time on, on whatever investigative mm-hmm. uh, interview was done of him. So, yeah, I, I I feel the same way I did, but I could see getting nervous when you hear some of these reports. Brian's on Indian Head. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, so, what I'm, I'm living at is it was an episode of Seinfeld where uh, George Costanza's, uh his fiance Susan, had passed away, and her parents, they were uh, having a fundraiser. And George, George Costanza said he had bought a house down in the Hamptons. Yep. He was going there for the weekend. Prickly and Pete. Invited and, and, exactly. And so her parents went ahead and they called his bluff. And the whole time they're driving there, he's talking about there's, there's rooms and there's bathrooms and there's this great view of the beach. And he's driving and driving. And that's where I'm living at, man. I, I believe that there is no house in the Hamptons. And we've been sold a book of lies. And until I unlock the door and I put my feet up on the coffee table, man, I don't believe anything this organization tells me. So he is, Appreciate you, dude. He's, I guess, team too good to be true. Let's go to Kendall and Brandywine. What's up, Kendall? How are you, pal? Hey, buddy. What's up, brothers? How y'all doing, man? Good, man. Good. Here's, here's one thing we have learned about Dan Snyder and his infinite arrogance. Dan Snyder does not do anything that he does not want to do unless he's made to do it. Case in point, you can print this in all caps. I will not change the name. He changed the name. Why? Because he was made to, either by FedEx or whoever else advertisers. The league is behind this. I'm I'm convinced that the league has told him he has to sell because he won't sell unless he's made to sell. So with that being said, for him to go through all this, it's going to happen. So I'm not really going up and down with the stories. I'm just waiting for the glorious day. When we have an announcement of a new owner, which is probably going to be Bezos because he's the one that's going to be able to get the closest to that number. But I think the league is pulling the strings. He needs to get in there. Thanks, Appreciate you. And and look, a lot of people I talk to say this is how sales of this magnitude go, where the person that gets it comes in in, in the last hour, so to speak. But until he gets in, I do have a little trepidation on where he's at. If I had to guess, I, I believe he will get in. But it's more complicated than just does he bid. Sure. Will Dan sell him the team? Is it true that Dan doesn't want to sell him the team? A lot of variables. It's just, yeah, there's balls in the air here. Let's go to Rami and Falls Church on Grant and Danny. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? So, bud. So, I think it's, you have to read between the lines like poker, right? No one's going to show you their hand. And so, they're going to act to make you feel a certain way. So, you act a certain way. So, I think the Mary Joe Blige not being released is indicative of some kind of pressure by the NFL on Dan that he has to sell. I think that uh, the report about uh, Washington Post being up for sale by Bezos really means that he's interested and that he has no connection. And that might even go as far as it's part of the deal where Snyder gets ownership or his buddy is going to end up buying it. And basically they're going to fire the editors or whoever he really hates because, you know, he started hating the Washington Post before Bezos bought it. I think that all of this recent news is because 
he's trying to drive the price up, right? And and he wants a seven billion. And I think his his floor is is beating the Denver Broncos because he wants to win. And that's really his perspective. But that's not what we're going to hear on our end. So that's actually Thanks, a, an interesting and I think a good point, which is it goes without saying he's going to beat the Denver Broncos price now. Uh, Denver sold at four point six five. Four six five, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, he, he's already supposedly got six bill in hand, and that's why I think it is still a lock that he sells. Let's say that at seven billion is what he wanted. That's a big gap between six point yeah. three or six point two or whatever, and seven billion. But he wants to break the record. He wants to be able to say he got more than anyone else. You still bought the thing for under a billion, mm-hmm. well under a billion, by the way, and turned it around for six billion. So. It would be silly to me if, like, this guy that wants to be the record holder, that wants to be number one, that wants to say, I'm a great businessman, you're able to sell it for 6.2, but you're not going to do that because you can't get seven, which frankly is just some arbitrary number anyway, when the, the record is 4.6. Like, if right now the highest bid was coming in at four and a half, mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's an Artie Moreno situation. That's a Nat situation. You know, the Nats want X. It's actually Y, which is lower than it's what the Mets sold It's worth a lot less because you're cable television. Exactly. But that's not what's happening. I mean, there's still $1.5 billion in the first round of bidding over what the team sold for that, that most recently sold, which was like a calendar year ago. Let's go to uh, Jacob, who's in Aldi on Grant and Danny. Hey, Jacob. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, I just want to say that I'm a little more optimistic about the sale, um, just given everything that's already happened um, you know, like the Bank of America statement and uh, him selling his house in the Potomac and him not coming to games and going to London. So maybe I'm a little more optimistic, but I just think there's this uh, there's kind of this pep- pessimism because uh, it was something that everyone wanted to happen for years and years. And now it's finally there. And I think people are scared that it won't or just wanted to get over the line so bad. Uh, I think that's pretty so, astute. Yeah, then- no, I appreciate you, dude. Thanks for making the call. I mean, the Potomac house is a data point, though. Right, that's it's been up for sale since 2018. The market says it's worth less than Dan Snyder's asking for it. It's still on the market now. It's officially listed. Everyone's had fun on Zillow gone but wild at the same rate. At the same he price, he has not lowered he the hasn't rate budged. in in years of being told this thing's not going to sell at this, and he just says, "Yeah, this is just what I want." This is this is what I want. So he's holding on to it. And to a regular person, that is a nightmare. Can you imagine if you had to if you sold your house and moved somewhere else and you just went, yeah, I'm not getting what I want for it. I'll just keep the old one on the market and pay that mortgage. It's different for him. When his Virginia house on the water there over on Mount Vernon or wherever that is, mm-hmm. when that one goes on the market, if that goes on the market, yep. to me that that is the video of the the perp, you know, walking out of the store. That's when you know. That's the one. Where where is he going to live? <laughs> he's not living in Maryland and he's not living in Virginia. Hard to own the team living in London full-time. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. Our double play is next. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. And at 4 o'clock, coming up in 20 minutes ahead of the Beltway Blitz, we're giving away four tickets to the home opener of the D.C. Defenders at Audi Field. The XFL is back this Sunday. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. 
Liddell, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. What must it be like to to be the GM of the Colts, Chris Ballard, working with Jim Ursay? I'm looking at tweets that came out from the press conference they had this afternoon where Ursay is just over-talking and over-sharing. It's like the, the guy at the party that's just like tell, get, airing out the dirty laundry in the relationship. Uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay may have just tipped the team's hand, quote, knowing we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop. Jim, Chris Ballard's head whipped around as he said it. That's why they hired an offensive-minded coach. They're drafted in the top five. Uh, he went on to say, the Alabama guy doesn't look too bad, I'll tell you. That's one of the quarterbacks. Just poor that they, Chris Ballard just sitting there just grinning. I just listened to audio, which is actually hilarious. Of He's talking about the draft we could play a little later. And he's saying like all the options they have. He's like, you know, we could trade up and get a guy we like. We could stand pat, get a guy we like. You know, we really like the idea of these young quarterbacks. And Chris Ballard said, we could trade back as well, like into his microphone. Yep. And Jim Irsay's like, <laughs> oh, I guess we could trade back as well. I mean, just poor, as you said, like before that press conference, there was some thought, maybe the Colts are going to go to the, the different quarterback route. Nope. They want Bryce Young. And, oh, by the way, they're, they're trying to move up to get a quarterback. So good luck, Chris Ballard. Everyone knows your blueprint. Everyone knows the plan. God. It's time for our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Reminder, 13 minutes from now, we're giving away a four-pack of tickets to the D.C. Defenders home opener at Audi Field this Sunday. Authorities are aware, aware of 1.1 million asteroids orbiting uh, this planet or in our solar system. The number is believed to be exponentially higher than that. One such asteroid, meteorite rather, uh, crashed about a mile off the coast of England. Here, uh, just the other day, GP was visible at 3 a.m. Residents in whatever little town uh, it was. In Hopefully England. not near Dan's house. Well, God forbid. By the way, never mind. I'm not going to make any jokes. Um, the small meteorite, uh, residents were given about four hours warning heads up. They're like, FYI, if, if you've got a moment, outside your window, space rock of death coming down. So get a view or evacuate if you can. And uh, it crashed into the English Channel just off the English coast in between England and France. As a reminder, there are 1.1 million asteroids that we know about. That is a fraction of the actual number. One crash on Earth narrowly missing massive amounts of destruction, just like Chelyabinsk, Russia in 2016. Or the one that took out all of the dinosaurs. You can go see your neighborhood dinosaur now. You can't. They're extinct because of the space rock of death. Reminder, nothing is more important. This is what we should be doing Every second of every day, if you work for a space company, space agency, enough Blue Origin, enough of whatever Elon's is called, I don't care. SpaceX. SpaceX. Thank you. That's, I think that's the more popular. The space Origin's a good pull. Well, Blue I, Origin is Jeff Bezos' one, Origin. and they're trying to go to the moon now. <laughs> Stop the space rocks of death right. from killing us all. So you said something important. 
you, you said something about it avoiding doing any damage and major issues, right? Yeah, it missed by a, a millimeter. Ah, but it missed, didn't it? And, and oh, so you, you got it. So that's the so the process no, that no, will no. just miss us. Had it have been coming and damaging an area where there were people or you know something right. would have yeah, yeah. Uh, happened where it took out some property, they would have been able to stop it. No, they wouldn't. Have. And that's because I have a team. You don't have. You have nothing. My team. Well, look out the window. It's a dinosaur. Oh, they're extinct from the monitoring rocks. Monitoring yeah. these asteroids. It's again. It's a mocked movie. Our team. My team really, Danny. Occasionally, will come into the office and just check on what we're doing. But we have a plan, and what we do. I know this sounds crazy, but yeah. this is true. We okay. we've done it once mm-hmm. when you may have forgotten, mm-hmm. but the Earth was in peril. Yep. We went and found one of the great drillers in America. The guys that are in this movie mock this movie. You're Named aware of that? Harry Stamper, who's never missed his mark, by the way. He's not a real person. We sent a team of people up to an asteroid. It's a character. We landed on an iron plate, essentially. Mm-hmm. You may remember. Yep. But it's okay, because Rockhound and AJ and the boys in the Armadillo, we came flying over that mountain. We dropped a nuclear warhead into the asteroid. Yep. Shooting both sides of this space rock past Earth. You got a slingshot around the moon, you jackass. We've got this covered. Nope. The reason Mm-mm. nobody was hurt is because we're always monitoring. We're always tracking. Mm-hmm. And if we can we can tell the path of these rocks. We cannot. And if the path my team can. And if the, the rock Your team of, of, of drillers in the ocean can can tell? It's a that's part of our operation. That's part of what that's they do. not the whole team. That's just a plan we've had in the past. My point is we're always thinking stuff up. We're always Everything sitting around like a bunch of Boy man. Scouts, just thinking stuff up. That's nope. what we do. Mm-mm. I'm just telling you you're fine. No. You're safe. More importantly, though, Danny, legitimate conversation. What do you make of all the things that are flying around in the sky right now? There is a lot. Darius, to- you can fade the music out because this is actually a real conversation. Yeah, I think we'll just get the same team and the oil drillers and the and the right. Well, is it fun? We, 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 oh, we I got a movie. I got a movie. Will Smith and Harry Connick Jr. will be there for five minutes, and Will no. Smith will punch one in the face. We, we could gladly no? uh, shoot those down. Maybe we can either have a conversation about this or you, or we can't. No. So let me know That's which fine. one you want to do. We can do it. It's weird, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. It's very weird. The what I what I don't need. And I, I'm going to brush up against politics here, and I'm sure everyone will be very upset. Okay. I don't need jokes about it at a briefing. So the press is gathered, yeah. and the press secretary is like, I like ET too, you guys. <laughs> it's not aliens. That's not quite what the press secretary said. She made jokes about ET and aliens and stuff. What she said was, there's no reason to believe that this is aliens, essentially, or some terminology like uh, there's nothing nothing about this so far makes us think it's an alien. Mm-hmm. And then someone in the group said something about E.T. And she's like, yeah, I liked E.T. too. Yeah. The movie. And everyone's everyone's chuckling. Right. I, I, don't, I don't want any chuckling. Okay. I don't want any chuckling about it. I, I There have been enough things where like no one remembers like when the Pentagon a handful of years ago, two fighter pilots like, yep, we don't know what the hell that is. And here's video of this thing that we can't explain. That's like seven years ago that that happened. And nobody cares. So your team... It's an alien. I'm team. There's some inexplicable crap going on, and it ain't funny. I, like I, w- I want serious information, and I want it now. I think people are being serious about it. I think there's nowhere near enough seriousness. I think everyone's. Can you believe this? Isn't it so? Like this well, is I weird. Mean, uh, Theodore on Twitter might be having some fun with it, but I think the people that need to be taking it seriously are probably taking it seriously as they continue to shoot these things down. I, I think it's 
in the same way that people want us to just argue about everything on Twitter, so they just like create Twitter bots to create conversation. I think someone, and I don't know who someone is, but someone's just kind of floating stuff out into the sky just to create <laughs> just to bother a, you. Just just to kind of create a big conversation and just to like make us all wonder what's going on and then decide do we shoot it down? Do we not shoot it down? And then there's a big fight over did we shoot it down fast enough or did we not? Or should we be shooting these down or shouldn't we? And I, I think someone's enjoying that. I don't know who that is, who the bad guy is and all this. I'm not really sure, but I think it's kind of essentially to just get us to be talking about it right now. And it's working. It is working. It, it is a diversionary tactic, if, if that is indeed the case. Because that's a real thing, like where, where countries or people will, will just decide, we're going to just say crazy things on social media so that a bunch of American people debate it for a while. And that's like a whole strategy. Sowing seeds of discord, man. What if you just floated stuff into the sky for the same reason? That's possible, right? Yes, it's all, it's all feed out of the same trough. We've evolved over the years. I mean, I, I'm, I was a kid during the Cold War, right? As a, a lot of our listeners were, I'm sure. So you remember all this kind of stuff. Like, we are an open society, which puts us at a disadvantage. When you've got, like, in, in these kinds of games, right? Of, like, uh, of espionage and stuff. When you have, you know, no information coming out of anywhere and, and your entire business is disinformation. KGB, GRU type style when it comes to our, our adversary with the Soviet Union. This was the playbook. They're just here to sow discord, man. Okay, but l- let me get you uh, a vote from Danny Ruye. Okay. Do you think any of the stuff floating around in the sky is from another planet where there's like some type of alien involved? No. The alien stuff are ones we can't shoot down. That's the, what the hell is that? I don't know. It's moving too fast. Uh, I can't get a good read on it. And but, it looked at me. So you're if we're, shoot, if we're If we're shooting it down, it ain't from up there. Things from up there, we can't get. If they can get here, they've already won. You follow me? <laughs> It's it when if they if they get here and they want it it's theirs. We put we pose no threat to them. I go back and forth all the time. I do think aliens probably exist. Just it's the math. It, it just yeah, that just has to right. be. How could we be the only things? How could we be it? Uh, we're a marble in the grand scheme of the sky, right? Yeah. So how could there not be something else somewhere? Do I think at any point we'll interact with whatever's out there? I don't. Because that's also math. Because there's an exactly right. Because there's another marble that's like, uh, you know, a, a billion marbles away where they are or something. I, I don't. So know. If, we're, if we as human beings and our planet and everything that happened with the oxygen, the CO two, the right environment to grow life, etc., is call it one in a trillion. There is one in a trillion times a trillion other options out there. Right. In other words, right. right. So the idea that something could find its way here while remote is not as remote as you might think is kind of my point, right? Like the math of all of this vastness and our singular little existence where we're like, ooh, my commute to work today and like my 401k. Do you think they're eating donuts wherever they are? Do no. They have, do they have places where no. like at six in the morning they just, they're like, they take their daughter to get donuts. There's no Val- duck donuts do in Valentine's outer space. Day? No. Then our place is better. I like we, it. We have donuts. But if they want it and they get here, it's theirs. We can't beat them. Bottom line is, fear not, my team is on it. You got this. Beltway Blitz, top of the hour. We're going to be giving away tickets to the D.C. Defenders home opener over at Audi Field. The XFL is back. you got to be listening. Start the next hour on G&D. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 